0: So today I say welcome to JJ. He's an entrepreneur born in Australia, currently in the US and founder of Whitefire, a cost-effective PR press and media distribution platform. Thank you for joining us JJ. It's a pleasure to have you with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me Tatiana. I'm excited to help your your guests and interview interviewees, you know, learn some learn some great facts and tactics.
0: Wonderful. Let's start with a bit of a background as I always do. Give me a bit of an idea and you have quite an interesting background. I did have a look like like it goes down to even like you've been a magician. Like that's quite unusual. Tell me more about that. Yeah,
1: of course. I started my career in Australia. I started in show business. So for my whole life, I was in the business of no like and trust, getting people <laughs> to understand who I am and what I do. And I started as a magician and that kind of took me all around the world, so many different countries and to many different cultures, to many different clients. And I really made parties and events like high levels. So people would hire me, pay me a lot of money to come in and, and make their make their corporate event or their business event with a lot of energy and a lot of entertainment. And then, you know, after I left Magic, I moved on to speaking. And throughout that journey, though, I realized that I only started to get a lot of opportunities when I was in the media, like when I was on television, I was in the press, or I was on podcasts, or I was on, you know, I was seen more. So when I started building this tech company called Whitefriar, I figured out that, well, wow, people really need PR. People really need to get themselves out there. There's a lot of amazing entrepreneurs that are talented and they have a great product, but no one knows them. And if no one mm. you, no one can find you, then it's going to be a challenge. So, I, as I mentioned, I started my career as an entertainer. I built that to you know millions of views online on YouTube, and, and really got myself out there. And then you know I transitioned into a PR firm, which transitioned into a tech company.
0: Mm. And before we go into what does White Whitefire do? Tell me a little bit more about how did you choose the name? What was the reasoning there? And I see you got the matching.com domain name as well. What considerations did you have on that?
1: Yeah, so obviously my, my PR firm, I, I, before I got into Fry, I had my PR firm called Asus Spades Agency. Asus Spades went very well because it was mm. a magician. So it, I was actually very surprised I got that name. I didn't mm-hmm. think I that name at all and just cuz i thought Ace of spades was very common but Ace of spades how it sounds how it's spelled agency.com i got that which i focused on thought leadership and then my co-partner from uh, for for white we were talking about you know we met actually in miami and the problem at hand was hey how do i scale my 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 normal company and he said well you know the first thing you need to do is it you can't, it's going to be challenging if it's just you You know, so we got to get it away from you. Let's put it into a tech company. And White Fryer wasn't actually my name. He came up with that name. And, you know, White Fryer, did did you have a chance to have a look at, you know, where White Fryer is from? Or did you want me to tell you?
0: Yeah, go ahead. For our guests as well, that'll be fun to know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so White, White, White Fryer, it's the, the origination from it is it's obviously like there's multiple different ones like there's a whitefriar street in london there's a whitefriar church it's it's just kind of this elegant very english kind of name that we went for and we he kind of said the name and i said hey do we have the do we have the name branding on it and he said yes and i said let's just run it you know the interesting thing from your point of view I love names, like I I will sit for hours and hours and hours and make sure mm-hmm. the name is perfect, but this time it was challenging because if you think about the name Whitefriar, it's like, okay, it doesn't really mean anything. There's no like huge origination story from it, but we had the name. It was free. I just said, let's just commit to it, and it's different. Mm. So That's the way I that's, – that's kind of how it came up.
0: Mm. I, I do have to say there are um... – different ways and I find it very curious how, um, there are many different ways to come up with a name that actually works. And I, I wouldn't say there's one, you know, classic way, like there, there are companies who, you know, would hire somebody who is a professional namer, others who would have, I don't know, the marketing agency do that for them, others who would, you know, come up with it with their family. Um, and it's funny, you mentioned that, like, it wasn't your um, original idea of a name and you, you didn't sort of... A, fall in love with it or or it wasn't like a you know strike of genius you you had but you committed to it and because it had some qualities and made it work and i was uh literally yesterday the day before listening to um um what was her name the founder of bumble uh and she was talking about the name bumble which was obviously a huge success and She had a very similar story where she said that was a colleague of her who came up with a name. She wanted another name, but they, you know, had all the good arguments as to why would it make a good name. And she was like, okay, let's commit to it and make it work. And it did. And it did, you know, big time. So it's good to to kind of know that um, obviously it shouldn't be a random name, but especially when you're working with a team, and you have people who have good arguments as to why that is a good name. It's it's also a way to you know commit to it and make it work.
1: Mm, yeah, and I, I'm a big I'm a big believer of I I and this is my perspective. But I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs and and business people sit in things that they don't need to sit in for too long now i'm not saying names you know there are professional companies that you can spend quarter of a million dollars with for name branding and you know theming and and i don't i don't i don't look down on that but i know a lot of people sit in they sometimes sit in things that aren't going to move it forward so if you're Mm. smart and you just do a little bit of research make sure that you know you're not competing against a, a huge keyword or that you've at least got the social sites you know you can you're not going to be outbid already on the internet like let's say you you know you're looking for real estate or you know magic or you know uh, color or red or something like that that's so common i'm i'm Mm. a believer of like getting to the point of where you need to get to and and why i think that's important as well like you just look at the most biggest companies like look at apple look like these are not like Apple, like really? You know, it's like no no one in in, in who would ever thought a phone company is going to be called Apple. So I think, you know, when you start to look at these big companies with just extremely unique names, for me, at the end of the day, if you build the brand, that's all that matters. They'll, they'll mm. know the name. So.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it is important. It is very important, but it is it's not a thing of its own. And if that's going to stop you from, as you say, moving forward, and equally something that I say oftentimes to people when we are talking about domain names, like obviously the best domain name and the best domain name for one company is not the best domain name for another company. So obviously the best domain name for your company is going to help um, with your marketing, with your reach, with your customers' retention, repeat customers, all of that. But it's not going to save you if your product or your service is bad. Like exactly. it, it's not going to happen. So yeah. it it all goes together and it's part it's part of a mix. Um, talk to me about White Fryer. Then what what do you offer exactly? What do you do?
1: So you know the thing the great the thing about White Fryer is we're a tech company and we're a self service solution for PR. So the problem in the PR space is the PR industry hasn't changed for you a know, hundred plus years. Traditional PR is you pay anywhere from you know $5,000 to $50,000 a month for a minimum of three to 12 months. And you have a team that obviously reaches out to the media, pitches you, and you're kind of in this weird position where you don't know what's gonna happen. It's a lot of hype and it's a lot of hope. And mm. the churn rate for PR is extremely high, meaning the people that work with PR agencies, even some of the listeners, you know, they work with a PR firm didn't get them what they wanted or it didn't, they're just not happy. So I realized that like, how can I come into this space and do something completely different? So I'm like, most people, when they get PR, one of the biggest wins is usually press. Press is getting into Forbes or Bloomberg or TechCrunch or NASDAQ or Huffington Post or some local media. So I said, I have all these contacts for 15 years. I've, I've been traveling around the world as an entertainer being being self-driven by myself meeting all these people when i came to the states obviously i lived in la and then i obviously built more contacts and i said imagine if people could pick and choose a model where instead of you paying a retainer long-term agreements you can literally go on a on a platform put your name and details in and then pick and choose what you want you pay for it one time it's transparent it's one fee and if you don't make it happen we give you the money back. And that's Mm. extremely, it's never been done before. And people, you know, it's scaling really well because people know they can buy what they want. It's like a marketplace for PR. You know, it's Mm. not, you don't have to write the article yourself. You don't have to pitch to journalists. We take care of everything for you. And by doing that, you know, you can get into the media. So you know that, Mm. okay, I'm launching this new product in February, or you know, it's coming up to 2024. Like I'm gonna, I want to position myself differently. You can go on the platform, you can pick and choose the publications, you can see how much it is, and then you can buy it, and then you know within the certain time frame it will come out. So this is we're coming into the space and kind of disrupting the industry.
0: Hmm. And is that suitable for for everyone, or how does it work? Like, is there a certain type of, uh, for example, I oftentimes have entrepreneurs saying, um, "We are in B two B. We don't, you know, need to have a great website, and our domain name doesn't matter because we deal with, you know, business clients." Or you also have like personal brands, of so people who have personal brands, and then you have the business, or different size of businesses, different geographic location, who who can use your services?
1: You know, I, I, think, I think like anything, it's every business can use PR, right? Because every business should be promoting. Now, some companies think, you know, we don't want to promote. We want to live off the referral business. You know, once again, it just depends on the level that you want to play. You know, and if, you know, if you want to be a $5 million company, you're doing that with referrals, fantastic, happy for you. But the companies that you know usually use PR is they want to be better, they want to be bigger, they have a different goal and a different belief system and a and a different strength. Like look at the biggest companies in the world, like they're using PR: Apple, Virgin, you know, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, you know, even even smaller companies. They know the power of it. So I would say you know our our main kind of focus for our kind of platform is usually. Financial firms, startups, companies that are looking to position themselves as the go-to in this space, and people that are looking to really increase that brand awareness and credibility. So companies who are looking for leads, PR isn't for, you know, we're not we're not working for companies that are struggling with leads. We're looking for companies or companies come to us and like, hey, we need to re- re confirm to the marketplace that we are the best bakery in South London, or we need to confirm to the marketplace that our VC firm, we're the most trusted advisors. So PR mm-hmm. really helps when you know there's a lot of competition in your space and to really make you stand out. And it's you know PR's trust. So mm. companies that are constantly dealing with like why should we trust you? Why should we listen to you? You know, why you this is what PR gives it gives you the social proof to mm. really confirm to the marketplace that, okay, yeah, you, this is the team that I'm working with. And without mm. that, you can still win. It just makes it a lot harder. You know, PR is like an asset. It's like, let's say, Tatiana, and I mean, you go to a restaurant one night and we go in a, a really like simple, normal, you know, uh, just a, a $50,000 car, right? No one's going to look at us, right? People are not going to say anything. If you and I the next night, go in a brand-new Lamborghini Aventador, you know, the million-dollar car. People are going to be like, okay, what do they do? Why do they do it? Who are these people? This is what Mm. kind of gives you. It gives you that difference, that positioning, and it it gets you you things that you wouldn't have got before.
0: Mm. And what are your thoughts on, um, as I mentioned, there are some entrepreneurs who would say, yeah, B2B don't need to do PR. Also, I I feel... Yeah, actually, no, strike that. Um, past maybe five years, possibly more, there, there has been like a huge shift and focus on individuals. So even though people are like, oh, I, I don't need a, you know, I'm not a brand like this, my company and I'm, you know, living my life. I feel it's kind of pretty much impossible nowadays to do that where, yeah, and I'm looking at younger people, um, and the way they buy things, and they're so obsessed with who is behind that brand, who is behind that company and not just like the CEO and principals level, but even you know lower down like uh, different branches and managers and uh, directors and whatever. So how can PR, if at all, help on that on, on managing those personas who are you know real living people with real lives, but they are judged. Um, as part of those companies, and they actually define how people see those companies.
1: Yeah, absolutely, great question. So, you know, when I before I got into the the tech, you know, the tech aspect, I was I specialized in thought leadership here. So it's really mm. CEOs, founders that are wanting to use their personality and wanting to get out there because they are they realize that yes, people want to get to know the person behind the company. What does the CEO stand for? You know, what does he do in his daily life? going mm. to the days where it's just one product and it's like, that's it. You know, I, I, I want to know the story behind the brands and people's people buy from people. So for a perfect example, let's say two companies are uh, selling, let's say that, you know, let's say it's a it's a bakery, right? And one of the companies is just promoting their, you know, croissants and, and you know their breads and their and their exquisite cakes. And then the next guy is same thing, same product, but it's him talking about how he originated his story. Why did he get into the croissant? Why did he get into the bakery business? How they differentiate. Look at the way they treat their staff. Look at the way they treat their customers. You're buying into him. You're like, hey, I love what this guy stands for. I like that he cares, right? Any There's, mm. there's a million bakeries, let's say in London or in Australia or in America but like i i'm connected to this guy so when they want to go for a croissant or let's go for for breakfast hey you know what i like what that guy said so i like jim I, I want to go i want to go to his place so hopefully i can meet him so people are always gravitated towards people always first mm. yeah you're right people are people are wanting to get to know the owners behind the company and from the companies that we've helped we've held hundreds of companies in multiple different industries you're right people are realizing like back in the 90s or early 2000s it it was kind of that one guy the one crazy guy right oh that's the crazy mm. guy he's always on television like mm. gone days now if you're a ghost it makes it actually it it ruins your reputation further than actually if you put yourself out there like it mm. actually people are like why why can't I find who this guy is like where is he? Like why does he only have a LinkedIn profile? He doesn't have anything else? Like this is how people are thinking now.
0: So mm. people
1: are realizing that if they if they leverage themselves as a thought leader, if they leverage themselves as someone that they can, you know, know like and trust, a lot of people as well are now building other businesses along other businesses. So it can really help you, you know, get more eyeballs, get more exposure. And you can funnel that into whatever you want.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I I feel, yeah, we're so demanding as audience nowadays. And just as you were saying, like if you can't work out, you know, who is the person behind the company, it doesn't even matter how good the product is anymore. Uh, It just made me think recently I had that uh, experience where I was looking for the owner of a company and the only thing I found was... A LinkedIn profile that doesn't seem to be very active, doesn't have a picture. It's just the name, nothing else, nothing, no other profiles, no appearances whatsoever anywhere. And it's not just, it gives you that bad image of the company. You're like, there's something dodgy here. Like, is that even a real person?
1: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and that feeling that you just shared with me, you know, you're not going to call up that company and say, hey, but that's the feeling that you get when you Google the company or Google the LinkedIn. And, it puts it puts a bit of a it's a just it's a bit of a distaste in your mouth so mm. i just find that it if you can put yourself out there without having to be someone you're not right and there are people and there are teams like mine to help you do that there is a way to be able to do it and you you not you'll never lose from it every company or person that we've helped that never said oh i'm really annoyed that more people can understand what we stand for or who we are Mm. or that, you know, people are now wanting to work with me. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, be in the sales process as hard or I don't, some of the leads are becoming, coming through quicker and easier. So for people listening, don't look at it like, well, I don't want to put myself out there because that's not kind of like our brand or our, like, that's not, you know, we don't need to put ourselves out there. Look at it from this point of view. If you had more eyeballs to your business or your company, do you feel that leads would become easier? Do you think the sales cycle would become quicker? Do you think that more people, you'd have probably a, a a better long-term customer customer database because they can get to know you. That's the way people should be shifting their mindset behind it rather than like, well, I'm not that person. I'm not hmm. that personality.
0: And what, what about people who are just like, you can be great at doing whatever in business, but maybe you just, not social. Like you, you don't like talking to people. You don't like to put yourself out there. Like, is there any solution for those types of people or should they just try and like delegate that to somebody else in the company and, you know, stay out of it?
1: Yeah, there, there are two strategies. So, you know, we've worked with founders who, who say, Hey, look, we're going to, what, what a lot of companies are now are doing. And this is the other thing, you know, just to kind of bring a point why you kind of have to put yourself out there because some of the company founders that we've worked with that kind of are, done it for so long, they realize that they're not stupid. They realize, okay, we we gotta, we gotta have a, a CEO that's known. We gotta, we gotta have some kind of spokesman. So we find mm. that of CEOs now that are hired, if they don't have a profile or if they're actually not front facing, it's more challenging for them to get the role because companies are realizing they do need to have this. So that's one element. If the but if the person's not the most then they're not the most extrovert, let's say, or putting themselves out there. This is where you can use services like mine to make your life easier. Not everyone mm. has to be doing content like social media content, but you can be creating, you know, thought pieces on LinkedIn. You know, you can be getting in, mm. you can be showing up one time a month on television. Like you could be doing a podcast, like Gone are the days. You you, you got to have. You got to speak to someone. You don't have to be this crazy personality, but you you must use these media services that we have access to to make it easy for you. Mm.
0: And I guess yeah, it, it, that's a great way to look at it. There's so many. It's not like you know there were yeah there was a period where the only way to get yourself out would be you know to get a TV spot or get a front page somewhere. Now you have so many ways to interact with people that you can absolutely find and craft some sort of a strategy where it sits comfortably with who you are and what you like doing and how much you like sharing, which is where I I guess somebody like yourself would come in to to help shape that up.
1: Yeah, and you know the one thing I will share it's and this is this is a little bit deeper for your audience, but the reason why most people don't put themselves out there it isn't because they don't want their companies to succeed, Tatiana. The reason why people don't put themselves out there—it's a fear of judgment.
0: Mm, absolutely. That's yeah. Number,
1: that's the number one reason. You know, it—it yeah. doesn't make a logical sense. Okay, so what you're saying to me, ma'am or sir, that you don't want your company to succeed? No, of course I do. Then why don't you want to put mm. yourself out there? And then you know, once we get down to the root of it, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a fear. It's a fear of judgment. You know, a lot of people have. You know, I I say this story, a lot of people are, are living, you know, the best life 37 stories up in their in their office, guarded by, you know, their staff and then and, and and their business. It's like they don't have to showcase themselves. They don't have they, they they have this image and this status and this character and this belief structure. This is who I am. But the thing is is if you can show them how to do that without losing their their respect, without losing what they stand for, it's just got to come out of them in a very authentic way. And it's really important that, you know, people now are buying off connection. You know, they always mm. say these community and connection, they want to connect with you. You know, they they don't need to be sold and pushed it down their throat. Like people need to buy, mm. it. they will buy. It. But if that's all you have, from my perspective, I just think it's so much harder. I just feel like mm. that just and i've i've proven this time and time again not only with myself because i come from show business so like it's easy for me because my whole life i've been on tv and on stage but for people who've never kind of had that kind of in front of the camera in front of the camera activities over their life the moment they just do a little bit of media like just a couple of articles or a couple of different podcasts their audience or the people that know them they immediately get respect that's what they want. Mm. Hey, this is, hey, to the end of that article was great. Hey, that the television show was great. Wow. I didn't know that you used to do that. That's what people mm. want. And then the moment they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't die. I didn't, I didn't feel stupid. I, oh, mm-hmm. it actually makes sense. Then it starts to happen. So I think it's that first step, but then that's why you have people like us to help you do that, you know, in, in an easy, simple way that doesn't kind of lose your, lose your, you, respect and your authority and your power of what you built
0: mm. is there such a thing like doing too much pr can you do that can you like go crazy on you know like that's like have you had that or do you feel it's possible to say okay that's too much now you know
1: what it's i it's it's a great question i i think it's kind of like saying can you ever have too much confidence not really <laughs> like look at richard branson Right. Richard Branson constantly, he, he, his whole, one of his books is, is talking about like the importance of PR. Richard Branson, like, he has, I think, over 700 companies. It's a lot, right? That yeah. he's with. He is constantly using PR, constantly putting himself out there, constantly being this crazy, you know, outrageous style that, that comes naturally to him. I don't think it hurts. I, but I, what I do think you got to be cautious of. Is PR obviously is reputation, so mm. it depends on where it can go wrong. If you're building an audience and you're not and you're not staying the same with your messaging, so for example, mm. give an example. I live here in Miami, Florida, and we, we this is what we what we see a lot of and around the world as well. One person is a professional. Let's say they're selling real estate. They're on there, on there. when you Google them, they're, you know, selling luxury houses and, you know, you're they're showcasing themselves to the world, minimum, you know, let's say $5 million houses plus. So they're doing that. Great. The image looks good. And then the thing is, then they put themselves out there on the internet. Maybe they go on a boat, maybe they're at a party, they put it online. It showcases themselves like that. That is PR. You're showcasing yourself, whether it's personal or professional, but they put themselves out there in a way that doesn't. Mm. work well with the audience that they've built, meaning it's a conflicting of message. And mm. let's say they put themselves out there in a, in a not so great way, you know, where, where they showcase themselves in a, in a state that they shouldn't be seen, or maybe they're, they're wearing very little clothes on a boat. The problem with that is that now the reputation, you're starting to lose brand trust. You're starting to lose, it's going to, it's going to really hurt the, the market because people are like, well, I was, I may be hoping to get this girl, this guy to, you know, sell my $9.5 million house in Los Angeles. And now I see this, I mm. don't know how to trust this person anymore. So you, that, this is why it is very important, very important that you have to be very cautious Of what also goes out the internet to the internet as well. And that's what we specialize in too. Like because a one post, one article, one thought can ruin someone's reputation. And you know, look at, look Mm. at Bud Light. Do you remember the Bud Light incident that happened maybe about last year or early this year? Bud light this, Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. This yeah. this I mean we almost weekly, honestly, you have something happening nowadays like that. It's right, crazy.
1: Right, right. And you know, once again, like I, I don't I don't know high enough of the the choice of why that happened. I'm sure there's a bigger agenda, but let's just say from a from a from my point of view, from a media standpoint or a customer standpoint, you know, they've built this brand for this kind of audience for their whole life you know bud life Mm. it's it's the it's the fisherman it's the it's the guy going it's it's usually the man that's you know the the uh down-to-earth man he's going fishing he's going on a boat he's going having football with his friends and then they bring out a completely different brand identity and Mm. try to you know disrupt the market which i don't know why and look at their 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 stock prices tarnished like Mm that's where PR can go really bad for you. So, And it's the same thing with McDonald's or it's the same thing when they realize, oh, the salads aren't as healthy. It's easier to eat a burger than actually it is to eat a salad because there's more calories in a salad. So this is why it's very important for companies to have someone on board, you know, like ourselves, like to really make sure that, hey, before, before you make a change, how is that going to affect Your whole market, your whole share, your 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 advisors, your investors, your customers, your internal staff. It's you got to be careful of those decisions. So I know I Mm. went on a little bit there, but yes, PR, the the correct PR is never a problem. It's when you start going down a different kind of PR that showcases you in a bad way for reputation, where it can hurt.
0: Hmm. No, I absolutely agree. And I can draw a parallel there with um, domain names, actually. And I think the key thing there is having a strategy, not just like winging it. I don't think you can afford to do that when... Even when you're on your own, it's probably not a great idea. But then, like you're the only one who's living with the consequences. When you have a company and you have a team, and you know, literally, I like, can talking about people. Those people, you know, on your team, they have families, they have livelihood. You can't take those risks. And you know, when it comes to PR, like you say, you know, go around doing things that are not well thought out and planned because that affects your business and therefore all of those people who have put you know their their trust and your customers as well into that business and Mm -hmm. i i have the same thing with domains it's like yeah if you're gonna build a little blog you know for yourself and whatever nobody cares do your Mm -hmm. thing but if you're going to build a company that you want to, you know, last for whatever, and then it's going to be affected by so many things, you have to have a strategy. And any big enough in brand that has survived, you know, some decent period of time does realize that one way or another. So, yeah. I, I feel, yeah. yeah.
1: And you make a really good point there too, like, just reminds me as well, like, that's why I like having these kind of open dialogue conversations because it, you know, we're always learning, right? I'm a student, just like you are, like we all are. You you, you put in a good, you touched on a good point, like, what kind of company do you want to have? Do you want to have a company that lasts two years? Or mm, do you want a
0: exactly. company
1: to last as long as you can? Because last time I checked, a lot of us want to build this. The reason why we build companies is... We we we're, there is some kind of passion towards it. We're interested in it. Even if you want to sell it, like my white fry company, we want to sell. But I I love the journey of of meteor. I love mm. the ability to be you know in there's 193 countries in the world. I love the ability to be in all of them. I love the ability to connect with people in Germany and Tunisia and Sri Lanka and Australia through what I can do because it's such a global global service that we have and so i think that's the question people have to ask themselves like do you want to stay in this game forever or a long time or do you just want to be a fly-by-night company because fly-by-night companies yeah you can make the the quick millions and then bounce. but i'm in Mm. of long-term trust and reputation and the greatest thing too just to touch on this if you build some kind of notoriety for you and i've proven this multiple times with myself you can move your people who trust you into a different space. Mm. So if you start, let's say, as a bakery owner, right, and you're doing a couple of million a year, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to sell this company. I'm done. Like I'm, I'm tired of doing the three in the morning shifts to 12 p.m. Like you want a change of change of heart, and you want to let mm. into you're really you're actually really good. You're really good in investing to companies. That's your thing. Well, guess what? The people that have known you in that industry, even if you're not selling croissants anymore, if they know, Mm -hmm. know if they if your character stands, he shows up. He's professional. I trust what he says. He does what he says. You're just now going into a different business and changing the service, the model, changing the product, but they like you. You know, mm. like, have you ever worked with someone and you're like, you just given the money or work with them. You don't really care about what they do. Oh yeah. Like you don't need to read the proposal. You don't need to go through the, con- yeah, I trust you. Here's the money. Right. I've done that mm. multiple times. Hey, I like the that's, guy.
0: That's pretty much all of the people I work with nowadays. I so like exactly. <laughs> which I have to say. Exactly.
1: And it's crazy because think about it. Like if you didn't know the person and it's a cold call or a cold email, you're gonna do your due diligence. You're gonna look at what they do, you're gonna look at everything, you know, ask for testimonials. But when you know that person and you just know in their mind, like it's simple for me in PR. Is a person in your mind a yes or a no? That's the way I look at it. There's no maybes, because then maybe is mm. a no. Like if you if you're if you don't have a hundred percent certainty, like, hey, what do you think of Jay? Oh, yeah, he does this, great, like done. That, that's it. That's that's how mm. make decisions. So if you have enough of those people, right? they may not buy straight away if you pitch them something, but they're more willing to listen to you, you know? Mm. And, and I think people forget that because they because they haven't seen it on a global level. You know, they've got it within their close family and friends. Like if you go to your sister or your brother, your mom or your dad or girlfriend, boyfriend and talk to them about something, hey, I want to talk to you about this business idea. Okay, I'll listen to you. They're going to be more likely to like give you some feedback or maybe work with you. Imagine having that with a million people. Like Mm. that is powerful stuff. You you really can do whatever you want to do, and if and if you're a professional, your reputation holds for itself. Like you're just you're just you know a great person in business. Like you can't lose. You literally can't lose.
0: Mm. Do you know, you mentioned Richard Branson earlier. I think he's an absolute like masterclass himself of everything we were just talking about. He's literally, he. I think he had a personal brand before that was a thing even, and he's just yeah. run with it. And it's so honest, so authentic. And it's so like, you can see him in all of his companies. Literally right. you can see his spirit, his character, down to the people that work in those companies, and and it does exactly what you just said. Where if you if like he can come up with whatever whatever tomorrow, honestly, whatever, and I'll be like, yep, I'm buying that.
1: Yeah, yeah, because exactly. like Elon. Same thing with Elon, right? Not Il- a fan,
0: but that's a different story. Okay, <laughs> but I okay. get, I get, I get, I get what what I get is the same thing. It's just not my kind of a character, exactly. But, exactly. but it 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 works absolutely. It works now, I, to a point where I'm actually in Ukraine at the moment, um, and he's had some like opinions that I completely disagree with. He's had some genius stuff that he's done as well, but on that, on those that I disagree with, you still have people like where he's openly saying things that are pretty much I would consider, you know, against as a position uh, when it comes to the Ukraine-Russia war, but there are people in Ukraine still buying Teslas. That's like how Mm -hmm. strong that is where it's like, no, that person, it's, you know, the thing, that's it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, no, I I agree with you. It's interesting. It's the, that's how, that's how strong a brand can be. Even if he's says something about your character or your culture or company it's that's yeah it will it, people people will get people will people will people will push through like there was a story once of this lady and she's high in she doesn't eat meat she hates you know she's very strong on meat and what it does and this and then interesting they I didn't say they caught but she was known to take her children to McDonald's to mm-hmm. get a happy meal. And mm-hmm. he said to her, you know, for, for what you stand for, why are you going to a place where we know that McDonald's isn't the best, probably version of meat and the way they look, you know, m- mm. most right. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty assuming that they're not grass fed in the, in the, in the paddocks mm-hmm. of, of, of a beautiful country. <laughs> and she said, yeah, but my just kids love the time there. You know, they love mm-hmm. the happy meal. You know what I mean, or you know, it's, they probably didn't do it that often. But it's like it's still interesting. Like even if you can be so strong about mm. a, about, a, about something you care about, you'll still go to a place which makes it feel good. And for her kids, like they love it. She's not gonna like she's not gonna push it down their throat. So it's it's, mm. it's fascinating to me.
0: Mm, absolutely, I think that's yeah, that's that's what's fascinating about brands in in general that. It can be so strong as a as a effect. It has an affinity people develop that yeah they they would actually they would come up with justifications when something Mm -hmm. like so you don't even it's not even you need to sell you can you know literally do bad things and people would like work out things in their head to justify why that happened and still buy your thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course, people look through the reason what you know what do they say McDonald's? What business is McDonald's in? So in the food business, mm. the real estate business, right? Which you know, <laughs> it's, it's a saying they are in the food business, but the really they they say that is because you know in and, and I don't know what it's like in Ukraine, but definitely in Australia, like I'm I'm in America now and I live in Miami, so there's food everywhere. But you know if you're driving, they they saying in in these kind of large large cities that a McDonald's is usually you know within about five minutes drive, five to maximum. Mm. Drive so no matter what happens, and you're hungry, and you see the golden arches, like mm. you want to eat there or not. And it's now a convenience, they have yeah. options, which they're smart. They realize that you know not everybody wants to eat a burger. There's salads and there's clean mm. stuff. It's just there. It's easy. Oh, it's there. Mm. The brand. It's consistent. I know. That's
0: that. it. It's easy. It's quick. It's good. you know what you're gonna get. Whether yeah. you know it, it, it's not gonna be. Yeah, it's probably not gonna be. You know your five star or whatever but you know exactly what you're getting and i think you know that because you're traveling when you're traveling a lot you really appreciate just knowing what you're gonna get no, you no, know yeah. no,
1: fantastic <laughs> fantastic response and, and this just proves my proves our point together that people humans right because i'm in the human business of pr how we make decisions why we make decisions people want it easy People aren't mm. they don't want to think about it. That's why you'll go back to the restaurant, even if it's not the best, because you you'd rather go to something that's safe and that's trustworthy and reliable, that then go sometimes and have to take a chance, right? And mm. and the high, you know, and it depends on your risk tolerance as well. It's the same thing with with investing. People will just like invest into Apple or Tesla or because it's like, well, I know them, like I see them, like, you know, I don't feel like they're going to lose anytime soon rather than a brand new ABC company that never heard of. So mm. it's fascinating that, and that all comes from once again, brand, no like, and trust brand, no like, and trust.
0: Absolutely. Great. Well, that's been really fun. Last question. We're coming up to the end of the year. I I don't even know how that flew. Honestly, I feel like it was like a week ago when I was asking people, so what are you going to do in 2023? And now we're like, okay, what are you going to do in 2024? (laughs) It's just crazy. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to? What do you feel are some like trends and things that you're excited about in PR for this coming year?
1: Well, you know, with this tech company that we're scaling, you know, what I'm really excited about is we're, we're disrupting the space, meaning all the people that are working with us, they they realize that, hey, I can have guaranteed PR every month or as much as I want. It's very simple. It's easy to use. It's not an agency model, meaning so you don't have to go through that. Sometimes tedious. We get to get to know you, you got to get to know us, are so we the right fit? It's a very simple self-service solution. And also what we're planning to do is create a hundred publications, <clears throat> excuse me, hundred publications, meaning in different industries. So for example, we're kind of trying to create the next Forbes or the next Bloomberg or USA Today. Mm. The media space is really hurting right now. You know, we didn't talk about this too much, but the traditional media used to be, you know, there used to only be a handful of publications or outlets that you would go for your news. It's changed now of content mm. you tick tock facebook people like blogs podcasts the media landscape is different so there's conflicting messages people don't need to rely on one so these media Absolutely. sites are hurting they're not getting the attention they usually got so now they're starting to lose and that's why when you go on a website like man there's so many ads on this page you know have you go to a mm. site, Forbes has put up a paywall now, and then you have to read Forbes. Like I don't want to read, pay to read Forbes. Like so, you're going to start to look around. So where I'm going with this is, we're going to start creating our own media assets. So now we have eyeballs and attention, and when you have the eyeballs and attention, you can really, you know, take them wherever you want.
0: Oh, cool. Let's. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be busy. I wanted to ask you. I said that. Okay, that was a lot. I said that was the last question, but I have to ask you. What do you think about? Uh, AI because you mentioned content and media and there's so much now going on with that and I'm seeing like and I'm sure you are and everyone is like sick of anything that starts with I hope you're well and you know however and there's there's a set of words that chat GPT is using that you when you see in a publication it's just like oh my god not another one of those how do you see that evolving so you know I think think and any any kind of
1: smarter professional would understand that AI is is a tool, right? I know some mm. people have different con you know conspiracies that it's all going to take over us. You know, right for now, it's a tool. So it's it's supposed to help us. It's not supposed to be everything. And I think a lot of people just jumped on the gimmick of AI and like, oh, everything's going to be automated, everything's going to be done. What I'm what's going to happen is that People are more going to be wanting that human connection from people. Hence, no like and trust again. Because if mm. they, like the, while they while they love the idea of automation and speed and having things done for them with AI, they still want that touch point of a human. Because other no one you know no, which human wants to buy from a robot, even if mm. you think it's so good. I feel like we we use AI for maybe some you know faster ideas or maybe structure a document but we're not going to just run use ai to run everything it's it's not the it's not the place for the for the business that we have now i know some companies there's a company in china right now killing it where they have ai generated hosts and they have media mm. and it's like a 24 7 news show and they have unlimited mm. hosts
0: and that's yeah, that's cool. I, I think that's I
1: something. I think that's yeah. I think that's incredible because at the end of the day, what it's done for for you know their companies, like now you don't need to pay a, a five hundred dollar a day host. You don't have to have mm. a running the stories. It's it's just media spins it out with AI. You know, it gets they they figured out how to make the person not like a robot and make it interesting, and that's what people because people are doing that for news. They don't really mm. know who the person is. They don't they just need to know news so i think for that i think it's great but i don't think mm. the company just okay now we now that's it like we're not going to we're not going to use humans anymore and everything's going to be run off ai but mm. i just you just got to use it use it use it effectively to, to make it make your life easier
0: Mm, absolutely, I completely agree with you. I think it's a tool, just like, well, it's funny to think now, but you know, when you had search and or even the internet itself coming out, and then you right. know, search engines, like, I feel I feel it's really crazy and funny to think now, you know, say, oh, people can now go to Wikipedia, or search Google, and get all the information. So you know, schools are dead and teachers are dead. It's like, nope, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I feel it is a tool and. And people are just going to get good at using it, and those who are better are, are going to, you know, have the the better positions and advantages. So, right. yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I think one important thing that you said it is a cool one to end on. I guess is what you just said in, in that when we're like flooded with all that artificial intelligence generated content, it actually what it does it's high it's highlighting that and making you even more appreciate the Mm human-generated content and the human connection. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like a pain and make a parallel with domain names, but it did make me think of that, that it was a similar thing with the .com domains where like, First, it was like, oh, we're going to have search engines, so domain names don't matter, so nobody cares, you know, it's dead, .com is dead. It wasn't. Then it was, we're going to have applications, and everything is going to be on the phone, and it doesn't matter, and it's going to be dead, and it didn't. And then Mm. it's like, we're going to have all of those extensions, and it's going to kill the .com, and and that didn't happen. It actually, what it does is it actually cemented it even more as that, like, if you have your brand name without any added words, in a dot com, you are the thing, like you are the one of, you know, your whatever industry, space, service. And and it's a very similar feeling I'm getting from from that, what you just said about um the AI generated content. Yeah, I, I
1: like what you said. I, I definitely agree, you know, to come back to what you what you do, like definitely own, like at the end of the day, your name branding or who you are on the internet, it's real estate on the internet. So don't make it hard for yourself to own that space or own that name because, like, there's nothing worse trying to find a company and let's like, is it this company? Is it that company? Like, you want to make it easy. You want to make once again, mm. to, like how people make decisions, make yourself easy to find, easy to spell, or easy to release least remember. And, and and you control that customer journey. You know, confusion is in a soul mind. When someone's confused, they're not buying from you. People don't have time. They've got a million things going on. They're looking at their phone while they're picking up their kids. They're on the gym. Like it, it's the harder you make it for people to get to know you, it just makes it harder for everything. So mm. this is why it's important to have people like you and people like me and, and, and just some strategic direction. Because, you know, Tatiana, as you know, most people aren't entrepreneurs. You got to remember that. We're maybe we're in this space. Most people in life are employees. They're nine to five people, and most business people aren't entrepreneurs either. You know, business people aren't entrepreneurs. Business people run a business. Being an entrepreneur, a lot of people forget what the word entrepreneur is. Entrepreneur is a person that takes larger, higher, higher financial risk into a business. Right? Higher financial mm. risk. Right. So. You know, if if you're just because you just because you started a business and oh, okay, cool, I got a little bit of funding and you know, I'm gonna start the business, doesn't just make you an entrepreneur. That's not that's not how it works. So I think a lot of people just also aren't knowledgeable enough about this as well. They bought a business, they got some money, they start they, they hired some employees that they that a lot of people don't know. They don't know this the high-end strategic stuff. So we it's it's our job to advise them on decisions like this.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I think that's a very, very good point. Um, And I've seen that sadly, I've seen, I I always bring that example. Um, It's when ten-ish years ago, maybe a bit more, and I had an IT company and uh, we were building websites and software and we built a website for uh, two guys, London-based, very cool guys. They got some money from their family, graduated from a good school, um, built a website, and then they were like, "Okay, so now we're gonna like hire. Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna um, rent an office. They got an office in like super location. Bought some suits, literally like." you know expensive cool suits and everything Mm -hmm. and sat there waiting for the phone to ring and i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) you know what what because exactly what you just said a lot of people think you know i'm just gonna build a great website or offer a great service you know do all my calculations whatever put the suit and i'm gonna sit down and the phone is gonna ring it's not Mm. (laughs) it's not so you you're absolutely right yeah you you have to have strategy like in general, and then break it down to all those elements that, as you mentioned, is you know what you're doing, what I'm doing, and what a lot of other professionals are doing in order to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, that's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to include all the ways people can get in touch with you in the comments to the podcast. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.